Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 743, 17 till 8, Tommy Tucker, WWL. Warmer than it has been this week. It'll be a little bit rainy. Highs of 66 today, 70 on Tuesday, 76 on Wednesday, 60% chance for rain then. So that's between 75 and 80, considering we I had ice on a garbage can yesterday. Long story. Uh, 90% chance for showers Thursday, highs of 70. Another front comes through Friday, highs of 68, 68 Saturday, and then 59 breezy and cooler on Sunday, Josh Stockley joins us, professor of political science at ULM. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? I'm okay. I'm chuckling because it's a little bit chilly for Garrett Graves, I would think, huh? <laughs> yeah, Garrett has gone from a uh, notable and significant member of the congressional delegation to maybe not having a job in a few months. It's the cliche outhouse, uh, penthouse to the outhouse. But boy, if you look at it politically, that's really what happened to Garrett Graves. How did he put himself in that position? How did that unfold? Well, let me let me take a step back, Professor. Let's talk about the redistricting, what the new map looks like, and I want to talk about procedurally first. Is just because the governor signs it, does that make it? Uh, exempt from court challenges? Is Judge Dick going to be happy with this? What happens from there, there on? Yeah, a lot of great questions that you're asking, Tommy. First and foremost, um, so governor's signature. Uh, what this means is for now, uh, with the governor's signature, we will have new congressional maps for 2024. However, you are correct in the question in that we Louisiana may still have to defend this matter in court. It will depend. Um, there is an active and ongoing lawsuit uh, against the Secretary of State and the state of Louisiana. Um, and so we will have to see if that law firm and the plaintiffs are, A, satisfied with what was passed this past week um, or not. If they're not, we will see that lawsuit go forward. Um and obviously, we also need the appellate courts to be satisfied. I think there is ample evidence to suggest that the appellate courts will likely be satisfied. Um, but, yes, we still have some judicial hurdles before we can say with 100 percent certainty these are the new maps and what we will see in 2024. So what happens from this point? Governor's going to sign it. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Troy Carter issued a statement saying he's happy about it. I, I have a question for you about him that I'll get to later. But the NAACP Legal Defense Fund endorses it. 
uh, most Republicans do, it, does it automatically go before court review or does somebody have to challenge it after the governor signs it for the courts to look at it? Well, we, we currently have two ongoing uh, legal issues. The first is the, 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 the federal judiciary has ordered us, if you will, to create two majority-minority districts. Um, that's the current review. So we will show these maps to the appellate courts. Most likely they will be satisfied. That takes care of one of the judicial challenges. Now, there is a separate lawsuit pending in um, federal court against the state of Louisiana. The plaintiffs in those lawsuits have a decision to make, and that is to continue with their case regardless of what was passed this past week, or are the plaintiffs satisfied with these new maps that they will voluntarily drop their lawsuits? Uh, let me get to Troy Carter before I forget about that. He issued a press release saying that um, Louisiana did the right thing. Math prevailed uh, almost two years ago, sit outside the U.S. Uh, Capitol with colleagues from the Congressional Black Caucus. Call for Louisiana legislature to recognize simple fact that one-third of six is two. All that aside, does this affect Troy Carter at all in his district? Was his tampered with in any way? Uh, it does not affect him too much, no. I mean, I think what uh, Carter is looking at is what the NAACP, what the Legislative Black Caucus, and what many individuals both within and outside of Louisiana are looking at, and that is – there is a long history of systemic discrimination in the state of Louisiana, and the new maps are an attempt, um, just one, in which to uh, provide, particularly and with emphasis, the black residents of Louisiana more representation at minimum in the House of Representatives. So this is symbolically a huge step. However, um, we still have to go through elections. I mean, just because you've created a district that uh, has a majority-minority population, at least in demographics, there's some argument as in the black adult voting population. Um, it gives blacks and Democrats uh, a substantial opportunity to increase their representation in Congress from Louisiana. And Gary Graves saying he ex he's intending to run regardless, even if the map is approved. If you look at Gary Graves, and, the, and the, as a matter of fact, let me take a break here, Professor. If we can, we'll pick it up. We come back to talk about that was the, the legal part of it and the, and the um, I guess, the nuts and bolts of it. We'll talk about the politics behind this when we come back. Gary Graves voted with Donald Trump 90 percent of the time. He voted against certifying some of Joe Biden's electors. So you think, you know what, he would pass the test. He, he wanted... Jim Jordan from Ohio is about as far right as you can get to be the Speaker of the House, but he got in trouble with the local politicians in, in Louisiana, the state politicians, and we'll talk about that when we come back. And that's where all the palace intrigue happens, starting with the governor and Steve Scalise, et cetera. We're talking to Josh Stockley, professor of political science at ULM, about Garrett Graves and how he went from the, it's cliche, but it's true, the, the penthouse to the outhouse that quickly and fell out of favor with Louisiana Republicans back in a flash. 7.50, 10 till 8. Traffic now, WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Seven fifty-five and a half. Tommy Tucker, WWL, back to Professor Josh Stockley, political science at ULM, about the maps that were drawn up and approved by the legislature in the special session. The governor is expected to sign. Then we'll see what happens with courts. Garrett Graves, the odd man out in this. Marjorie Taylor Greene questioning the wisdom of it. So, Garrett Graves, while he, he did believe in climate change or at least admitted it and voted with oil and gas a lot seems to be straddling the fence there he had the, the far right creds but i guess professor goes to all politics is local and he fell out of favor with louisiana republicans yeah i mean most notably and most significantly he fell out of favor with governor landry and right now governor landry is the prevailing figure in the state as well as the republican party and so essentially, um, and, and, it, and it comes from a variety of sources. Uh, there are a lot of Republicans who feel that Garrett Graves did not work hard enough uh, to push Steve Scalise into a speaker's role. Uh, Garrett Graves endorsed Stephen Wagaspak for governor, uh, who ran against Garrett Graves. Garrett Graves himself also flirted with the possibility of running for governor. So between the schisms uh, between him and Scalise, and him and Graves, uh, yes, Representative Graves found himself the odd man out. And I, I saw a story here that said they, they tried to work out the differences at lunch in Livonia. Having driven through Livonia, I don't know that there are that many places to eat lunch. Um, how, what does this say about the power of the governor moving forward, not just with the special session and the way it turned out and, and Garrett Graves, you know, gone? Well, not necessarily because he can still run, but— um, what does that say about the power of the governor? And also, let me get the jungle primaries real quick. What exactly did they pass? Yeah, uh, in, in two ways. One, it says a lot about the governor. Let's not forget the governor has the light item veto. If you follow yourself, if you find yourself on the bad end of the governor, then you may lose financing and special projects in your district. Uh, so, yeah, the legislature was state legislature was compelled to support the maps that Landry endorsed because they did not want to see uh, repercussions. The closed primaries. So beginning in 2026, uh, we will have closed primaries for Congress, uh, the state Supreme Court, Bessie and the Public Service Commission. Uh, what this means is if you are not registered as a Democrat or a Republican or no official party listed, then you cannot participate in the primaries for these events in 2026 does what does this mean for jeff landry and a re-election bid i know he just took the oath of office a couple of weeks ago but i'm just you know always looking ahead to the next election was he pushing for a closed primary for governor as well or not uh, there was some talk about 
including state elections in there, and, and that did not go too much further uh, because, I mean, for a variety of reasons. So right now, I think it's way too early to know about um, or to speculate on Jeff Landry's reelection prospects in four years. What it does suggest and what we can see is that Landry is moving thus far in a direction, and he has the legislature moving in his direction, and so far he is getting what he wants for the most part. Uh, we will have to see if that continues because there are some very real state issues that do not fall along partisan lines that are coming up. That is the stabilization of the budget. We have some sales taxes that will be rolling off. We still have some outstanding insurance issues uh, that uh, Landry campaigned on and promised, uh, crime and law enforcement. So let's see. This was sort of, quote, unquote, I want to say the easy special session and the easy issue. Let's see what happens in the next year or two and whether people continue to support the direction of our governor. Thank you, Professor. Have a good weekend. A good weekend. Well, I've been giving you a week off already. Have a good week, and we'll talk to you again soon. Josh Stockley, Professor of Political Science at ULM. When we come back, we're going to talk about school choice. It is school choice week. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.